Hello! How's it going? I'm sorry, that might have been too loud. I didn't mean for it to be that loud, but I'm excited. What can I say? So, how are you? I don't really have much of an intro planned. I kind of just figured I'd start. I got the whole, the rest of it figured out, but don't really know how to start this one. Episode 24. That's nice. <laughs> uh, the weather. Let's start with the weather. We always like to start with the weather. Uh, it's the most universally relatable thing. We all know what the weather is, unless you live underground. The weather is very easy to figure out. You just go outside. I don't know about you, but since I was a kid, I didn't really trust the weathermen. I mean, they would say like, oh, it's 30% chance of rain. You're like, how the fuck am I supposed to expect and plan for 30%? Like, I'm not trying to like do equations during my day. Come on, I'm 12. Tell me if it's gonna rain, do I need a jacket or not? That's all I need to know. Now they do that, but back then they didn't. So I'd try to, I would just like go outside and I would touch the window or if I was in a car, I would like touch the window and I would just put my hand on <laughs> Damn, now looking back, that's pretty stupid. Like who, that's not really, you could just go outside. But you know, when you're like inside and you gotta change, you gotta get ready for the day, you don't wanna go outside to check. You're in your, you know. <sighs> I've gone on way too long about how to figure out what the weather is. This is way too long. Rishu, please come up with better intros. This is horrible. We're gonna, we're just gonna get right into it. We're gonna figure out the rest <laughs> later on. Beep, 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 beep. Um, I didn't think of anything, but I just read the story that Nick Cannon is expecting his like ninth baby. Nick Cannon is expecting his ninth baby. There's a joke in there about semen and cannons. I just can't think of it right now. Uh, that's like a little mental puzzle for you. Have a good day. Bye. All right. So today, today we're going to fall down a little rabbit hole. I hope you're ready. You know, in the news, there's a few topics you can guarantee people will respond to. GMOs, dogs, the Holocaust, and censorship. Write almost anything on one of those subjects and you are sure to get a response. Well, what happens when two of those things come together? No, we're not talking about GMO dogs, though that would be dope. Like, imagine a border collie that never ages because it's organic or something. Border collies sold by Monsanto. Okay, okay, but, but really, it's about the last two things. A school board in Tennessee made the decision to remove the graphic novel Mouse, M-A-U-S, by Art Spiegelman because of its, quote, unnecessary use of profanity and nudity and its depiction of violence and suicide. Mouse is a graphic novel that follows Spiegelman interviewing his father about his experiences as a Polish Jew and Holocaust survivor. They're all personified as animals. It's a very good story. I had to read it in college. And it was it was incredible. It's very graphic, but it's also very educational. I mean, probably one of the most or one of the least like held back depictions of the Holocaust. It was very real, very <laughs> morbid and bleak, but I mean that's what it was, so accurate. But yeah, this school board in Tennessee did not want it to be on their curriculum. Uh, for context, this is for an eighth grade language arts curriculum at McMinn County School District. So because I don't really see this kind of stuff and it always informs my perspective a bit more, I'm gonna give you a little more insight into what you should expect from McMinn County School District. By that sentence, I mean when you read stories about this, if you look this up, it's everywhere. Uh, they got it on the New York Times, they got it on CNBC, they got it on CNN, they got MSNBC, blah, 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 blah. Fuck, everywhere. It's everywhere. But all the stories are pretty much the same. They're all just copied, carbon copies of the, the fucking initial story. It's like, 
it's very annoying that when you see this kind of stuff, it's just people jumping onto the wagon and not, not really adding much. Like there's a few articles that do have some, you know, worthwhile information, like the Washington Post article is pretty good, but everything else is kind of just the same thing. So we're gonna get a little more of an in-depth look into what we should be expecting from McMinn County School District out in Tennessee. While we're seeing national headlines about this topic, I don't ever really get enough info about how the district is doing or what, peop what the people are thinking of. Like we can sit at our desks around the world admonishing the district's decision, but that probably won't change anything or do much for a reader. I mean, other than hearing that this is a thing and then being outraged by it. What more does that leave you with? I'm trying to educate a little more, inform a little more, you know what I mean? Give you a whole picture. So I found the district's online presence at niche.com, a place where students and parents can go to find out what school is best for them. They've got in-depth reviews, stats, and all the things you'd want to make sure your student goes to the right school for them. So McMinn County is ranked 7,292nd in national rankings out of like 17,000. So that's not bad. They've got pretty good graduation rates, but their test scores leave much room for improvement. I mean, their reading and math scores are consistently below 40%, which is just as low as schools that rank like 16,000th. 16,000th! But it's the graduation rate that helps them make up for it. Unfortunately, you can draw a conclusion there that's not so great, that teachers aren't really engaging students with the challenging enough material or are just letting them skate by. It doesn't help that reviews by students and parents on Niche.com are just as telling. One student writes, I did not find the education to be diverse enough, as in, it caters to one level of student until high school. Another student mentions that, quote, teachers are all involved in many things, but the content that students are being taught is not as in-depth as other schools. It's all kind of coloring in now, huh? For a town called Athens, not a lot of Socratic seminars going on. Another thing, this is a very Republican area. How Republican are they? Well, according to Ballotopedia, Democrats in Tennessee tried to motion to remove slavery as punishment for crime from the Constitution. The amendment is simply more of a cleaning up of antiquated American values. I mean, we all understand that America used slavery as a way to build itself. That's how any self-respecting superpower gets big, right? It's not like we're doing that now. So we might as well take care of that and get it out of the Constitution. Like when you delete old texts, little refresh, you know? Though this measure is slated to pass in November of this year, it still received some pushback from Republicans. Six of them voted no. One cited fake history as a reason to not pass the measure. The fear is that by passing this, it indicates that America sneakily kept some slavery language in the constitution, which is like the most old ass brain perspective I've ever heard. Like how many pills did did it take to get that perspective, my man? Was that Monday and Tuesday? Did you get both of those at once in your little pillbox? <laughs> Asinine. There are over 15 other states that have passed measures like this with no fuss. It's a pretty normal thing to pass, pretty progressively aligned with how America is headed. But again, Tennessee, 7,000th, middle ranking, middle America. We all know what it means when middle America is brought up. I mean, I really just want people to understand why and how these decisions are made. Like, it might be ludicrous for everyone who's writing a story about this, but if you look at the geography and history of a place, it sort of makes sense. Not excusable or agreeable, but makes sense. So back to the story. Not only did this decision come about literally on the day of International Holocaust Remembrance, they got a rabbi, 
Rabbi Yaakov Menken to defend it. I'm, I mean Menken. Come on, my guy. On the day of International Holocaust Remembrance? You agree? Just listen to his reasoning. Quote, I haven't read it. <laughs> Already? You didn't even read the fucking book, Rabbi? Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> quote, I haven't read it, but not every book is appropriate for every age group, and it's inappropriate to claim the school board doesn't want to provide Holocaust education because they don't want one particular book. Now, I don't know what kind of Hannity-ass rabbi this is, but I'm not buying it. It's literally like six words and one picture they have a problem with. You can even read the minutes of when the school board discussed this, and it's all literally about just words. Like, <laughs> their asses are on fire because a few words that are profane and some graphic pictures. I mean, like, have you been on the internet? I'm pretty sure in eighth grade is around the time I started hearing about two girls, one cup, one man, one jar. Blue waffles were circulating around, you know? Pretty sure that was that time. Anyway, what's more baffling about this is that it really kind of seems like this district is more attuned to their agenda than serving their students. I mean, I get it. Being a teacher is an incredibly hard job, and one that is most ridiculed because of what it does. And in order to mitigate that, they've got to be discerning with what they introduce to students. But in the last few years, we've seen critical race theory emerge alongside online schooling. What that really shows us is that we got to start teaching these kids in a more intentional way. No more can we rely on simple curriculums. The world is evolving, and so should education. The most alarming thing I found was an article from two years ago that outlined a survey by the National Assessment of Educational Progress, or Nation's Report Card. It showed that since its last results in 2014, eighth graders specifically have significant... What the fuck am I writing? Okay. Break for a second, Jacob, sorry. Oh my god. Ugh. Uh, I like, isn't there a word for when you like burp, but then also barf a little bit? There's a word. Hmm. A, bu a bubble? A boo-boo? I feel like I've heard it when like babies do that. Like only a little burpy, but there's a word. can't think of the word. Ugh. All right, where the fuck did I leave off? <clears throat> okay. It showed that since its last results in 2014, eighth graders specifically have a significant lack of awareness when it comes to American history or geography. I guess and geography, whatever. <laughs> they don't know what the Bill of Rights is, or how to read a map. But I do have one fun nugget in the story. So while nationally students have lower than expected results, a subcategory of Asian and Pacific Islanders remained an exception. You can make up your own conclusions on what that might indicate, but I'm just gonna say this. If you want your kids to be people of the world, teach them the world. If you want them to be for Tennessee, teach them what you want. Ugh, that was a lot. Uh, the reason I pointed out all those different things, uh, we see 8th graders are, like, significantly dumber than what they were in 2014, but now we're taking away things that will help them be smarter. Uh, I mean, if history is something that they're, you know, lacking, then censoring things that give you a pretty vivid description of history probably isn't the right move. 
but I mean, who the fuck am I, right? Anyway, I'm done with the story. I had another one that's much more light-hearted. I'll just give it up real quick. There's an article I saw from the BBC that was titled, Why Some Asian Schools Are Going Wild. It was about how students are now engaging in this forced schooling method that started in Denmark in the 50s. But really, it's like the first type of schooling there ever was. I mean, do you think kids in the 1800s went to school with little tiffins? No, they were just taught wherever they were. Like, okay, Denmark, you didn't start the shit. Maybe you LLC'd that bitch, but... Anyway, these Asian kids are now trying out forest schooling, and it's going really well. I, honestly, I really just like the headline a lot. It's probably my head, favorite headline I've seen this year. Why some Asian schools are going wild. <laughs> That's so clever. Oh, uh, another little funny thing about this is when I went to the forest school webpage, one of the first things you can see is like an insurance drop-down bar. <laughs> like, of course these kids are gonna go crazy in the forest, and you need insurance. I just thought it was funny. Honestly, they should do this shit in Tennessee. I bet a Republican would shoot it down, though. He'd be like, it's too dangerous. The ground makes my white shorts all dirty. Oh no! Is that a Tennessee accent? God damn. Let's not insulate that indoor. <laughs> What's a Tennessee accent? <laughs> Let's not insinuate that indoor schools are no longer required. This is America. I bet they'd say some shit like that. America's outside. Okay. I got nothing else. This has been a Reach Radio experience. Rest in peace, Joe. Joe Rogan kind of looks like uh, those thumb-thumbs from Spy Kids. Remember those thumb-thumbs? Yes, Rishu from two days ago. I do remember those thumb-thumbs from Spy Kids. Hello. This is me, Rishu, from Rish Radio, making an outro. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was sponsored by Sniffles. Thanks, Sniffles. Um, yeah. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye. Boop, boop, boop.